ministers will be uh, briefing the public uh, on, on, on some additions to the, those uh, services that are viewed as essential services. So there has been those uh, interventions, but we've been catching uh, briefings uh, via the, the press briefings or media uh, briefings. But uh, now that uh, Parliament has uh, again opened using this uh, virtual platform, uh, we have decided that we invite uh, departments uh, to brief uh, uh, committees. The approach has been that of a joint uh, uh, portfolio committees as well as uh, select committees. Now, we have decided therefore to invite a, a small business uh, development uh, to come and brief us. Uh, I would like therefore to welcome all honorable members, uh, I welcome the Minister uh, of uh, Small Business Development. Uh, I've seen the, I'm looking at the list of people. Uh, I've seen the, the deputy minister, but if uh, she's uh, with us, I also like to uh, also express our appreciation for the attendance of the minister and deputy minister, as well as the uh, uh, officials from the department. I had indicated earlier before the start of the meeting, I would like to formalize it. The minister approached me earlier, indicated that uh, because of uh, the work uh, that uh, they are busy with, uh, particularly with regard to measures that deal with the level four, they are in the process. If you, some of you uh, uh, listen or the press or media briefing on Saturday, the uh, public was uh, invited to make proposals with regard to uh, level four. Uh, so those uh, proposals are being now considered. So there's a meeting that the minister will be attending to as, a, as part of processing the recommendations that were made by the public and stakeholders. Um, so therefore we will uh, allow uh, first to get the roll call and also the apologies. Let me first uh, deal with the apologies of the chairperson uh, of the portfolio committee, uh, uh, Honorable Sewell Violet. She has a bereavement uh, in the family. Her brother uh, passed away. As such, uh, she is unable to be part of this meeting. We are sending our condolences. We called her, uh, sending our expressing our condolences uh, as a chairperson uh, and also other members uh, uh, of the committee. So that's why she's unable to be here. And uh, I take it that uh, we, I will then continue uh, chairing the meeting if there is no objection. Um, so can we then get uh, the, the roll call? Uh, maybe let's start with uh, you, uh, uh, Ms. Martia, because uh, we uh, indicated that uh, um, more or less members from the select committee uh, are all here. Okay. Okay, yes. Thank you, Chair. Um, we've got Mr. Dango, um, Mr. Lunt, Mr. Muimang, um, Mrs. Boshoff, Mr. Lansman, um, Ms. Um, Matavula, and Mr. Protasef. Um, those are the eight members present at our meeting. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, King? Thank you very much. Uh, King? Fellow committee members, can you indicate? Who's here? 
Yes, Chair. Yes, Chair. Thank you very much. I was still trying to the Mr. Mbele. I've got uh, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, I've got um, Mr. Kruger. And then those are the three so far that in the, the one that have got problems, which I you follow up with them. It's uh, Ms. Tomelang. Uh, Mr. Mieni is also having a problem with the network. So those are the two, that, the two that I, uh, and Ms. Lubengo, those are the ones that are still struggling with the network. Honorable Che, uh, Honorable Hendricks. Okay. Uh, Honorable Hendricks. Uh, Honorable Hendricks. You've got the floor, Honorable Hendricks. Go ahead. I just wanted to say I'm present. I just wanted to say I'm present. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, uh, Honorable uh, Hendricks is uh, present. Uh, and other uh, members uh, from Volcan Party who have not been uh, mentioned. Uh, Honorable Chair, Honorable Moshodi also has a bereavement. Uh, and then, oh, yeah. there is also an apology from her. Okay. No, Are there any other members who were not been, who have not been mentioned from the, yes. the, the member who is joining the can I also indicate that uh, all members must uh, uh, switch on their cameras? Cameras, but then you must mute your microphone. But cameras should not have a person called S. Can you mute your microphone? We can hear someone speaking. Can we mute the microphone, but uh, switch on? the cameras. There's ZI. ZI, can you switch on your camera? And there's a someone called S that must also put on the, the camera. Yeah. Hello? from Portfolio Committee is also present. Oh, thank you very much. You are welcome. Uh, who's a ZI? Who's a ZI? Uh, ZI Chaperson is the uh, from ICT. Oh, okay. Was assisting ICT. Oh, okay. And S, someone called S. Someone. Like everybody, to switch on the cameras, but uh, mute the microphone. Can at this stage then uh, allow the minister uh, to? Yes, Chaperson. Um, sorry, Chair. Um, yeah. Yes, I don't know how oh. King missed me because uh, my thinking box is very gifted. It should be full on the screen. It's Honorable Langa. Okay, I can see you. Okay, okay. thank you very much. Um, what we're going to do now is we're gonna, going to get a Chairperson. presentation. Okay. Okay. Chairperson, it's uh, Honorable Member Faiz Jacobs. I just want to formally um, move that we do adopt uh, the uh, formal apology of um, our Chairperson of Portfolio Committee, Sizuela, uh, and then also formally uh, support that you continue chairing as uh, the Select uh, Committee Chair. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Just for formality's sake. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay.
thank you very much. Um, I can I also indicate I that uh, also we that, uh, we use the chat uh, uh, icon uh, to if we want to 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 be given an opportunity to speak, but also when the the time for questions. We also use the we, we that you indicate that you would like to speak after the presentation, but also if because we're going to give everyone three minutes to speak, but if you got more questions that go beyond the three minutes, I'll request that then you write the remainder of your question using the the chat button. But, uh, but also we indicate that the minister or the minister or the department. Uh, when they respond to the question, they must also look at the chat uh, uh, feature or chat icon to see the questions that are posted on the chat uh, uh, feature or chat uh, icon. Uh, that is how we'll be then running the, the meeting going forward. Can I then... Uh, Sorry, Jake, on that point of the chat box, um, my chat box don't work. It say um, that the um, team owner must um, make me a member. So um, if the team the team owner can just make me a member, it will be appreciated. And I can use the chat box. Thank you, Jay. All right. So what 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 we'll also do for those members who are unable to use the chat feature or chat icon, we will then to make sure that we spread. Uh, participation. We'll call all the parties. Uh, if I would say, for instance, uh, IFP, and if, if we have IFP uh, as part of the committee, then we'll give IFP a chance to speak if uh, some of the members are unable to use the chat button. So we won't close anyone who's unable to use the button uh, to, to speak. So once we get everybody to speak, uh, we have indicated on the on the chat feature that they want to speak. We will then uh, allow uh, political parties a chance, give them a chance. Um, so we will be as, as fair as possible. Can I, at this stage, and uh, over to the minister, uh, honourable minister, uh, over to you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chairperson, and uh, good afternoon to to the members of the Select Committee and of the Portfolio Committee, and thank you for the opportunity to to present to you uh, the the work that we have been doing over the last five to five to yeah five weeks. Uh, when uh, before we before we even start, I would like to uh, extend our appreciation for the last last that we had to reschedule the meeting, it was because of competing needs of time and space. So we could not be able to avail ourselves to the portfolio committee and the select committee. And I'd like from the onset to apologize and request that I be excused at five o'clock so that we can join the special agent meeting that has been called on the from the social cluster. There are issues that we need to respond to in the social cluster agenda as it relates to the reopening of schools. I'll also request that the DG acting must be excused at half past five so that he can join the meeting of special of DGs that is dealing with the procurement and we are leading on the procurement from SMEs. So those are the apologies that we need to make from the from from the onset as we as we as we're going to present. 
I'd like, uh, I'm sure members are aware of the work that we've been doing. In, uh, Sorry, because Mr. We are in, uh, uh, can I then uh, ask you to then be done with the presentation by half past four, so that we use the 30 minutes for questions. Thank you. Uh, I'll then, uh, and this onset, hand over to the acting DG to do the presentation. And it is brief. I think what I'll urge him to do is to not deal with the things that are common cost to all members, and then we can then talk. Uh, we can then talk about the things that we, the progress report and other things that we have been doing. We are joined on the on the from ourselves by the deputy minister. She's here. She may have to be excused equally to join the social cluster, and the acting DG, the chairperson of CIFA as the implementing agent, and the acting CEO of CIFA is also here in this uh, in this meeting. I think they are supporting by the executive responsible for for credit and uh, uh, acting dg over to you uh, uh, please um, i know you can do it in you have just done it in the cluster for 20 minutes which was a longer one i'm sure you can do this in 10 minutes i'm sure you can do this in 10 minutes thank you thank you minister good morning good afternoon i'm used to morning good afternoon i'm used to morning good afternoon uh, the presentation, the presentation. Oh, King, you want me to do it on my side? King, you want me to do it on my side? Okay, let me let me do it. Okay, let me let me do it. No, I'm I'm no. still trying to open it. Which one is is it yours? Which one yeah, it's mine. Yours? Yeah, you can proceed. Yeah, you can proceed. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. This is uh, just an outline of the things that I'm going to cover quickly. Um, I'm not going to waste time on this slide. Um, maybe the background, I don't need to dwell on it. Uh, just to say, we had to move very quickly to come up with the interventions that are going to assist us uh, or assist our SMEs and former businesses uh, to survive, especially during the lockdown. And just to indicate that we are already working on the interventions that we we'll need to introduce immediately after the lockdown has been lifted. One key instrument that is very popular and uh, most of our SMEs are uh, applying for is this SME debt relief fund where we are only assisting SMMEs with payroll assistance, rental assistance, as well as utilities, because we know that most of the SMMEs closed down uh, during the uh, lockdown when the lockdown was announced, and so they are not generating any income uh, to pay for, uh, to so that they could be able to pay salaries for their employees. But we are saying those who are not registered with UIF, we cannot throw them under the bus or throw the employees under the bus, but we are saying we will assist them on condition that they sort out their issues, they go and register with the UIF and commit to the UIF uh, that they will settle the outstanding obligations once their business are up and running. We are assisting with the re rental assistance for those who, who are renting their equipment or renting uh, business premises. Lastly, we know that we cannot demand that municipalities do not collect their rates. We know municipalities are struggling in terms of rates and taxes. They don't have enough money. So let us step in as national government and assist uh, those municipalities who need uh, 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 support. And we are saying on this scheme, uh, uh, Honorable Chair, 
we are only focusing on SMMEs because we have different uh, uh, instruments for informal businesses. This is the just a quick um, um, criteria just to show you how uh, businesses are qualifying. We are looking at businesses that were registered before uh, 29 December, and we are looking. We are saying companies must be 100% owned by South Africans. Employees must be 70% South Africans, and those businesses must be registered with SARS, um, and we're also insisting that they must register on the SME database so that we can know the people that we are assisting. We are saying those who are not registered, especially the micro-businesses, will assist them to register because we see this as an opportunity to make sure that the people that are benefiting from the taxpayers' money are also known by the tax authorities. We know that they don't need to pay until they reach a particular threshold. Then those are the documents that we uh, uh, require uh, when they submit applications, uh, ID copies, uh, proof of funding required, etc. because we don't want people to come and say we have uh, these obligations, but they cannot produce anything to show that they have obligations so that when Auditor General comes, uh, we are able to produce this and say this is what we are paying for with the taxpayers' money. And then the funding terms, this is what we are offering, uh, the maximum amount, but uh, we know with our experiences that the average amount that uh, SMMEs require is around 350000 We believe that will assist us to cover as many uh, SMMEs as possible. This is another facility that we had come up with, which is business growth, but we put this one on hold because there is a high demand on the other one. And also here we are looking at people who are looking at fulfilling orders uh, for the PPE clothing as well as uh, food that will be required during this period. So we are linking this one with the request for information that uh, we've uh, issued and we are having a meeting now immediately after this one i leave this one uh, with national treasury department of basic education and other departments that are responsible for procurement because we are fighting that they must procure from smmes as well as cooperatives because this is an opportunity we cannot waste it uh, so this facility will be required uh, when we have smmes that are ready to to procure these are the requirements uh, for, for, for this business growth facility. They are similar to the other one. Uh, so I, I won't uh, dwell much on this uh, um, slide, Chair. Then the next one is the Spaza Shops and General Dealer Support Program, which is a program that is dedicated towards supporting our Spaza Shops uh, because we believe that those businesses, uh, they can grow and become uh, key uh, businesses that develop the economies of the and rural areas in particular and those particular areas. Uh, we also want to assist uh, our spaza shops uh, to become uh, or to realize their potential and serve as centers for locally manufactured goods and services. We also want to strengthen informal business as local convenient and service centers for access to basic goods and services. Uh, we also want to make sure that we facilitate dedicated support to make informal businesses profitable and uh, recognizing the formal economy. There are key assumptions that we made when we came up with this program uh, that informal business owners, because most of them were shut down during the lockdown, they had no other source of income. Uh, so they're benefiting from the, they should benefit from the social relief grants. And informal business are part of the services that will be open first. 
Um, we're also providing support to businesses that are licensed. Um, we're also developing sector-specific approach to improve line of sight. Also, the support is a combination of a working capital and access to revolving credit backed by cooler credit guarantee scheme. These are the requirements, eligibility criteria. We're saying the SPASA must be owner-managed and operated. We don't want uh, to support spazers that have no owners or they are, the owners are not part of the, of the, of the management of the spazer. They must have a South African identification document because it should be people who are also known uh, uh, by home affairs. They must register there on our database. A spaza shop must hold a trading license or municipal permit. Um, here we're also saying they must be registered with CIPC, SARS and UIF or they must be willing to register if they are not registered before approval of support. Those are the application requirements and the funding terms. Just to dwell a little bit on the funding terms, we are offering two uh, facilities there in one, which is a 3,500 working capital investment, uh, which is something that we have negotiated with the wholesalers, and we have some commercial banks who are assisting us because we don't have reach throughout the country and I must emphasize that these banks are not getting uh, any money are not asking the spaza shop to pay anything for these facilities uh, we are just using banks as access uh, points for us uh, so it's a 3500 working capital and then if you exhausted 3.5 and you feel you still need another additional money from government you can get a credit facility for 3.5 but if you need the full 7000 you can come for for, for 7000 but it will come as a credit facility for you then the current uh, budget that we have is 175 million uh, targeting 25000 spazas uh, but we are looking for more money because uh, the target that we have in under this scheme is a little bit higher than this um, this is just an indication, uh, Chair, of the wholesalers that we've negotiated with. They are giving our spaza shops uh, reasonable prices. We are still looking for more wholesalers so that they can all be closer to our, our spaza shops. Uh, you see, the, those are various figures of different uh, provinces, with KZN leading with more wholesalers uh, uh, spread around the province. Then the other intervention is the payment holiday for silver funded cli clients, where we treat each case on its own merit. Uh, we suspend uh, the requirement or postpone the requirement for SIFA to pay uh, their account. Uh, the payment holiday is on both capital and interest. Um, so far, they had 219 clients in direct lending active book who will be eligible for blanket payment holiday. These clients have a total outstanding loan balance of 335 million. Other customized uh, informal business interventions because we as government we've learned our lessons that sometimes the one um, the approach where you just uh, come up with one instrument and assume that it would assist all informal businesses does not work. So we've designed specific uh, instruments for each subsector within the informal businesses. Those are the 
subsectors that I've listed there, uh, some of the exciting ones that we are working on in partnership with other government departments, the artisan number three there, we're working with Department of Labor, we're in the final stages, we've developed the program, we're just negotiating with them in terms of the modalities, and we're also seeking some uh, financial support from them so that we can be able to run with this program, given that there are limited resources within the fiscal, so we need to make sure that uh, we work with those uh, resources that are available and tap in into other government departments' uh, um, resources. Chair, quick update on the implementation status on the uh, facilities. Like I indicated, the business growth facility is on hold, but we had already approved four uh, applications there. And then on the SME debt relief, uh, we have approved a total of 665 uh, applications that will assist us to maintain 10,986 jobs because that's, that's critical for us. We want to make sure that jobs are not lost during this uh, uh, difficult period we are going through as a country. Uh, under business growth, we had approved for uh, supporting or maintaining 159 uh, jobs. This is the spread across uh, uh, provinces uh, with Gauteng leading and Free State uh, coming last. These are the numbers in terms of uh, provinces. Um, we have 214 applications uh, from Gauteng, uh, followed by KZN, Western Cape, Eastern Cape, uh, with Free State uh, having only 18 applications uh, approved. On the Spaza shops, uh, there KZN is leading. We have uh, approved 60 uh, from KZN. We have just over 104 uh, applications uh, that have come through the department that were approved. Yeah, we had 104 and we approved 88, Chair. Uh, so 60 is from KZN. The other provinces, unfortunately, Free State and Pumalanga in particular, we have one uh, per province. The, the key thing, Chair, that one needs to highlight here, when we were in discussions with provinces, we asked them to assist us with their, um, their databases of uh, informed businesses. Some do have databases. Unfortunately, some provinces, they don't even have databases of their um, spaza shops. So you'll see that that's one of the causes of why in other provinces that the, 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 the approval rate are so low. Chair, with that, I thank you. With that, I thank you. Chair thank you. Before I hand over to yourself, I need to explain to you things that the DG did not go into detail on. On the on the UIF or the payroll assistance, we we have just given that our amount is too little to do the coverage. We have agreed with the Department of Labor and UIF that all SMMEs who have registered who have registered for SM for UIF or who are going to register for UIF. Uh, for the first time, they will qualify. Their employees will be, will qualify to be funded by UIF on condition that the employer will do an acknowledgement of debt, which is facilitated by ourselves and the UIF. So the plan is that those who have applied on the SMME debt relief because it's not in it's not large enough, will move them over to the UIF so that they can then be paid on payroll from the UIF side. This will include those who have uh, who had registered previously with UIF but never met their contribution obligations will facilitate an acknowledgement of debt 
and then hand over hand them over to be paid by UIF because the approach of government is that you cannot punish employees for the sins of the employer. The second issue is the business resilience scheme, which is on hold it's for two reasons. One, we had a lot of fraudulent application, applications that were using fraudulent purchase orders, which were taking our time, but also that the other schemes, larger schemes like the IDC, were funding uh, SMEs who have purchased orders uh, from, from government. But on our side, we are working on modalities of how do we support the SMEs that are, going, that are going to be contracted through National Treasury who have come through our our repository. Members will, real, will recall that we had gone out on the request for proposals on uh, medical essential goods and non non medical essential goods, uh, so those uh, those goods are required for for the national supply. So we are working on the, on those modalities. On the puzzles, we we have partnered with NetBank, and we're, the NetBank are also using the boxer stores to to give us fit. What I need to explain to members is that there is no credit worthiness that credit checks that are being done on members, uh, on owners of these puzzle shops, just to give us comfort. But we are also having discussions with Standard Bank that have taken longer. But now we've also started uh, engagement with SAPO, which we should have a resolution quicker, because we, uh, at, at ministerial level, we had already agreed on a partnership, which will give us more fit for these puzzles to be able to apply uh, at the post offices nearest to them, which is much wider than uh, the, the net bank uh, uh, approach. But also with SAPO, they are going to help us to roll out their cashless ATMs, which also it also enables us to have puzzle shops and general dealers being centers where SASA grants and the, the vouchers for, for relief or uh, social relief grants vouchers are going to be redeemed of, from. Uh, and then I need to just deal with this issue before the question arises. Pick and pay and shop right uh, puzzle shops in our townships. In line with the cabinet decision that was already taken last year, we have already engaged with Salga. We are not going to allow pick and pay to uh, to to and shoprite to to take the places of our spaza shops in townships and rural areas. There is already an existing cabinet decision to that effect. That's why CIFA also stopped funding or their partnership with pick and pay to extend spaza shops to townships. And we we are finalising the modalities with uh, Salga and and will will deal with the Cocta and National Treasure on the mechanisms thereof. Thank you. Thank you, Minister, and uh, thank you to the acting DG as well. Uh, firstly, can I just ask uh, committee secretaries to attend to Honourable Lont, uh, uh, is, uh, is struggling uh, with the connection. Um, uh, secondly, I've got a list uh, also of uh, people who want to speak. Uh, for now, it's still one, but also there are questions uh, from uh, Honourable Matevula. Uh, representing Limpopo in the NCOP, if uh, you can also attend to to, to those questions. Uh, but let me start with the Honourable Mpele. Honourable Mpele, I'll give you three minutes. Your three minutes starts now. Okay, thank you uh, very much, uh, Chairperson. I hope I'm visible and audible. Um, and thank you to the Minister and the Acting DG for the presentation. Um, I will run very quickly through points. Um, the first is um, both for the Minister and for the Acting DG. You know, the, the one area that seems to have been overlooked in terms of the interventions and relief uh, measures in the space 
relates to um, sole proprietors. Um, now, thankfully, it does seem that the uh, the registration website does now accommodate that. Initially, it didn't, but I'm not seeing anything in the presentation that speaks to the the support for sole proprietors, and that has been the bulk of queries that that certainly I've been receiving from the public. If we can get some comment on that, please. Um, my second question is around the numbers uh, for the progress to date. Um, I saw a media report uh, up to a week ago, I think, that indicated that there'd been about 81,000 um, uh, uh, registrations on the on the database website, um, and 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 the figure today says we're at about 17,000 applications. Um, does does the minister or the acting DG and the department have any sense as to what as to why there's that gap between how many people how many um, enterprises and and people registered but haven't applied, um, and and the reasons for what's what's a concerningly low number of approval to approvals to date. It's uh, less, uh, quite a bit less than a, a thousand, and we know how desperate the situation is out there for small business owners and their employees who are looking for for that lifeline. Um, so anything to speed that up would be appreciated. Um, and then, uh, and then my third question, chairperson, is <coughs> excuse me around this issue of the the the, the nationality of the small business owners. Um, I think the minister would agree that the first imperative for all role players at this time is to protect small business jobs and to preserve the livelihoods that depend on those jobs. Um, and, and uh, you know, so the question is, how, how can we strike that balance between prioritizing enterprises that are owned by South Africans for, for, for relief assistance, but then also that imperative to, to, for, for job protection and to preserve, to preserve livelihoods, because I do fear that um, very vulnerable people are going to fall through the cracks um, because, because of that barrier, because of that stipulation. Uh, that's all I have for now. Thank you. That's all I have for now. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honourable uh, Bell. Uh, you made it on time. You were still having uh, seven uh, seconds left. Uh, let me take uh, Honourable Bosho. Uh, your three minutes starts now. Your three minutes starts now. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, and good afternoon to everybody. My first question is: How many micro establishments who have less than a two million turnover per annum have been identified? by the department as establishments that are going to struggle or have given an indication that they will have to close down. Then my second question is, how many businesses have stopped their activities on a temporary basis and how many have indicated that they will be able to last this month or given an indication that they'll be able to last a month to three months or will be able to last indefinitely? And, um, all right, no, that's fine. I'll type the rest and give all the others an opportunity as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You uh, still had uh, two minutes, uh, seven seconds. Uh, Honourable Magnu. Honourable Magnu. Chairperson, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Three minutes. That's now. Minister. And uh, good afternoon, colleagues. Good afternoon, colleagues.
Firstly, I want to commend the minister for and the team for the brilliant work that they're doing. Well done, minister. We are fully behind you. Um, in terms of 100% ownership of South African companies, could you clarify that there are checks and balances to make sure that uh, we can make sure that these companies are indeed employing um, 70%? as you are saying, 70% employees of South Africa, which I think is a very critical threshold, which I think uh, we should be supporting. Uh, secondly, is the issue of what is your comment? We are getting media reports that um, not all provinces or not all municipalities are giving support to the LED departments to SMMEs who are needing to be registered in order to qualify. I don't know whether those media reports are really correct or not across the provinces. Thirdly, Minister, are these loans or grants, can you explain it well so that people understand that they are going for a grant or they will be having to repay and what are the implications thereof? Lastly, how are you going to ensure that we support the small guy in the township with the opening up of level four going forward? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. You also did it on time. Honorable Tim Rothkesset. Honorable Tim, are you there? I'm just unmuted myself, Chair. <laughs> okay. I'd like to come in, Chair, uh, no, sometime. Uh, okay, I'll note you. Okay, you can go ahead. Does my three minutes start now? Yeah. Just a small apology from my colleague, uh, Honorable Lont. He has to leave this meeting at 5 o'clock for another Western Cape meeting. Um, Chair, just to get into my queries, I, I would like to just get from the Minister once and for all. There are many South Africans, some of whom may be watching this, uh, this meeting. I just want to get a, a firm commitment, 100%, because whether it's fake news or not, it's on people's minds. I saw the criteria for qualification for relief from the Debt Relief Fund. It didn't indicate anything to the contrary, but can the minister confirm that there are no triple B, double E restrictions or criteria on in terms of the debt relief fund? That's the first question. Secondly, I've had complaints from a number of companies that have um, lodged claims through smmesa.gov.za and have either not received a response at all or have simply received a letter saying that your application is refused or words to that effect but without any explanation as to why the application was refused can can the minister please comment on why there is such a long time to reply and can we not at least give people a reason for the refusal of the application then there was a reference to uh, assistance with rental utilities and payroll assistance is that also on that same portal or is there a separate email address or who we need contact details for people to apply for assistance with rental utilities and payroll assistance and then finally to echo what my colleague um honorable Mbele raised 
on spaza shops. I've had a number of spaza shops here in Durban that are owned by non-South African citizens, but people who are registered asylum seekers or registered refugees or registered um, non-South African residents. So they are legal in terms of our home affairs regulations, in terms of our law. They are legally here. But they have been harassed by the police and they have been told to close down and they've been told that there's no assistance for them. So I understand, obviously, we want to help our South African citizens first, but what are we doing for legal, uh, for documented foreign nationals, people that are here legally? I may have questions later, Chair, but that's all for now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, the last one for this round is uh, Honorable Dutoit. Honourable Dutoit, your three minutes starts now. Thank you, Honourable Chair and Minister. Uh, seeing that we need to prevent job losses and stimulate the South African economy for all South Africans, can the Minister confirm that the Department's fund is to offer aid to SMMEs and tourism enterprises uh, that are being adversely affected by the COVID-19? Seeing that everyone notwithstanding their race is affected by COVID-19. The Department cannot use Section 9.2 of the Constitution, which justifies the correction of discrimination of the past as a justification for discriminating assistance against the consequences of COVID-19. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me just take the last uh, two hands. Uh, Honourable uh, Honourable uh, Yeah. Yeah. Honourable Sorry, Sorry, Chief. Yeah, um, uh, I, I've got you on the list, uh, Honorable Henry. Yeah, I've got you on the list. Yeah. It's going to be Honorable Django, Honorable Hendricks, and then Honorable uh, Fires. And what about that order? And what about that order? And Kruger's, uh, Chief? Okay, let, let me add you. I don't see your name. Uh, in the list. Okay, you'll be the fourth one. And then uh, after that, we ask the minister to respond. But then the DG will uh, carry on until I've passed. Uh, Honorable Django? Honorable Django? Switch on your unmute, uh, Honorable Django. We can't hear you. I just want to make, uh, ask the minister if we are making special provision for the, uh, for people who are going to manufacture masks, ventilators, and other uh, resources for, for this particular period, if there's going to be particular support and focus upon them. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Dango. Uh, Honorable Hendricks? Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, I think it's very commendable uh, to try and reach uh, 25,000 uh, spaza shops and to make 175 million rand available for it. But it's very sad that uh, uh, we only have about one or two responses for each province, except for KZN. And I want to uh, congratulate the uh, Premier for KZN for the special effigies making it look like the other premiers and the mayors are not pushing the assistance that government is, is making available. I think that the department should hang its head in shame. There are 16,000 applicants for the SME debt relief and only 4%, 665 has been approved. 
There must be something wrong, Mr. Chairman. Because uh, small businesses are suffering, they are complaining, our parliamentary constituency office, our hotlines are getting uh, complaints. Uh, first it was a UIF, and now it is uh, SMEs. Something is wrong. Uh, we're not doing, there's something that we're not doing right. Because, uh, you know, people will grab at the opportunity to get this assistance and uh, they're not applying or they're not getting uh, approval. Something is definitely wrong. And uh, I think the minister must revisit uh, the processes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Honourable, three minutes starts now. Um, thank you, Chair, and, and thank you, Minister and Acting VG, for the presentation. Um, my question is also around the informal business and sole proprietors, uh, not, not from the side of the relief funding, but from the side of um, issuing permits for those essential services uh, that uh, sole proprietors are doing at the moment. The police are harassing them because they don't have an official permit. You need to be um, registered on CPIC to get a permit, issued a permit to, um, to, to do some essential services. And um, there's a big gap and we need to uh, look after our sole proprietors and get a procedure how they can get hold of an uh, official permit so that they can um, show the um, law enforcement agencies um, when they go and, 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 you know, do this essential service, especially our, um, trade, you know, people like electricians, plumbers, etc. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, And you, Honorable Fayez? You will be the last on this round. You Thank you, Chair. Greetings, everybody. I also just want to record uh, appreciation for the department and its efforts thus far. But I agree there is room for improvement. So, so I share the sentiments that um, 665 applications out of uh, 17,000 is not enough. So, Minister, if you can just see how we're going to improve that. We also need to look at uh, the registration closes for debt relief at the end of February. I would like to encourage Minister to reconsider the closing of the of that so that we can ensure a greater net of people. Uh, we're only seeing the effects of the uh, the virus and the pandemic now, so I would ask for an extension on, on that. Then, uh, with regard to the toll-free number and also increased capacity, I think if Minister can just speak to that, um, is there uh, increased capacity to respond to the overwhelming need? We're also getting feedback that some small businesses, uh, the lines were clogged. Is the smmza.gov uh, um, website open and operational? Is the question that I also want to, to ask, and is it effective? Then with regards to, to the SPASA, uh, development program. We welcome this initiative, and I think it's a good campaign that we need to get more South Africans uh, into that space. In the Western Cape, I think it's a big challenge that more than 90% of spaza shops are not uh, uh, registered or uh, belong to South Africans. So belong to South Africans outside. I think we need to.
livelihoods and jobs are protected and there must be a phase transition but we certainly support that uh, south africans must be given fair opportunity to access uh, uh, these 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 uh, opportunities we also experiencing some municipalities uh, uh, not allowing trading permits uh, for some of these spas shops um, there is some challenges also in in the cape town municipality how are we going to ensure that we have access to all of uh, uh, all of these opportunities then just the last point around um, we welcome the the initiative that spas shops must not be Uh, open to to big monopoly uh, retail companies and that we also ensure that locals that are benef- must benefit from this uh, initiative so those are some of my comments thank you uh, thank you very much um honorable minister there are also written question if you can also attend to the there's one from honorable uh, matevula uh, limpopo uh, honorable moimank uh, from uh, uh, northern cape Uh, but also there's one from honorable posho from pomalanga uh, over to you uh, honorable minister thank you chaperson maybe let, let me start on the issue raised by honorable hendrix uh, can you please uh, on your camera honorable minister i am on my camera Uh, we just see KN. We don't see the, the picture. Can you see me now? Not. Oh, okay. Continue. Continue. We can see. Chief Person, I can see the minister. Oh. You're lucky. Yeah, you can see the minister now. Thank you. All right. Let me start on the question raised by by Honorable Hendricks of percentage of approvals vis-a-vis applications. We have indicated that the allocation that we had when we started the fund, uh, when we started was 513 million rands, which was divided into two uh, funds, which was the debt relief and also the SMME, uh, uh, the growth and resilience scheme. And we indicated that we've got an average, though we've set a maximum amount for approval for debt relief, we've got an average of 350,000 that is the uh, that is applications so if you take the applications that as that were sitting because the number is increased as 16,000 and multiply that by 350,000 you will realize that we need 5.6 billion rands to attend to the 16,000 applications that are there with us on average that's why we have done an agreement with the UIF so that they can take over some of the burden because our pot or our kitty is too small and we are working with national treasury to make sure that there can be more amount money available on the scheme and we are sitting now at just over 235000 million rands approval which means we are only short which we can do because nowadays on a day we are doing an average of 100 115 million rands we will reach the threshold within the next three days of, of exhausting the 530 million rand scheme what i need to acknowledge is that the first um, two weeks we had teething problems in terms of the approvals but we've since found a mechanism of fast tracking that and that's why we're sitting at the number that we're sitting in i'm sure by tonight or tomorrow when we report 
issue of approvals, I think members, what we need to emphasize is that there is not sufficient money to fund SMMEs that, are, that is available to us. What we are working on is to make sure that where there are opportunities and um, funds that are available in sister departments and agencies, we have done agreements to make sure that SMMEs are catered for. So that is the, 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 the explanation. So the, the issue should not be, if we get the full amount, we should be able to exhaust the full amount. Now the CIFA is running on full steam in terms of approvals. So we, we are on track on that one. I need to explain that one uh, 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 first. The, the second issue that I needed uh, I needed to explain is the issue that is raised because it's linked to that by Honorable Mbele. Honorable Mbele, there are two things. We've got registrations that are sitting at over 138,000. They were sitting at over 138,000 two days ago. Uh, unique SMMEs that have registered on SMMESA. And then you was, we were sitting over three days ago on cleaned up, removing the duplicates at around 17,000 applications, which is what we are processing, which we are saying, if we have to approve everybody with the current funding, we do not have sufficient money to cover everybody. That's why we want to remove the ones who want payroll assistance. We have agreed now with the UIF that they will be taken care of at the UIF because we don't want them to reapply again. They are being processed through our system and we hand over, we hand them over to the UIF process so that you don't have SMMEs running all over the show. So we are streamlining our process between us and the UIF to make sure that it's seamless. They don't have to apply many times to make it easy for them to to do. So the 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 what with the with the. 350 million that was uh, that was done our coverage was going to be 700 only 700 smes if we use the average amount of 350 it was not going to be more so even though it's less than a thousand we're still on uh, in, in in line in terms of what our money could cover even with the average so the 664 is not too low given 665 is not too low given where we were going to cover in terms of what is available in the kit we are going to have more money through our the ones that we had put on hold for business resilience to cover that part but we are also engaging with treasury on the other things that we have to do let's then let me deal with the issue related to that which was the relate uh, uh, done by honorable boshoff two questions how many micro businesses it's only now that we've started a database. There was no database in South Africa that would tell you how many SMMEs at what category of micro, small, and medium. It's only the SMME SA that we are starting to have a database that we can talk about and say this is the base that we are using. And we know out there that already there are projections that you've got between two, uh, uh, more than 2.5 million SMMEs in the country, and of that, one more than 1.5 million are in the informal businesses but those are the projections the, the database will tell us as we get improvement we are um, the technical team tells us that there are 100 uh, people signing in on the smme essay every minute so we are so the number is continuing to to go in terms of the question that was asked how many businesses will last for a month how many businesses will last for three months there's a study that was done I cannot vouch for the study, but it was saying 67% of the businesses, SMMEs, were saying they can last for the next three months if they get minimum support. And then that's the target we're trying to make uh, to make sure that we, we get them supported, either through the, the, the sister departments and the sister agencies. Then there's the question that was raised on the... 
on to say, can we confirm that triple B is not a requirement? Triple B is a requirement or is a fundamental requirement for transforming the economy of this country. We cannot choose as and when we use it. Triple B is a critical requirement. We need South Africans, all of us, to own and have a share in the economy of the country. So when applications come through, we evaluate them on their need, but we consider demographic representation, which does not only include race, it includes gender, it includes geographic location, it includes uh, uh, age, which is youth, it also includes people with the, the able, the people with disability. So those cannot be, they are fundamental to the transformation of this economy. As much as we build South Africa, we must build a united and equal South Africa. And that's what I, I'll commit to. We are committed to building free and fair and equal South Africa for all South Africans to have a shareholding in the economy of this country. There was, related to that, there was a question of saying, who, why is the nationality of SMMEs support it's critical? Foreign nationals do business in South Africa in line with the Immigration Act. The Immigration Act says, and a, a person who wants to invest and participate in business in South Africa, who is a foreign national, must participate at a businesses that they can invest an amount of 5 million rands and then above. So the informal businesses, foreign nationals cannot invest. There's no requirement for 5 million rands investment in that space. So we need to, so the laws of the country remain synchronous. What we have done, we have said, knowing the dynamics of our country, to say, Everybody, more especially in the spaza business, everybody who has a permit to trade as a spaza shop, they are allowed to trade. That is the one part, which is critical for us. And why have, and we said, a valid passport that allows you to operate a business in South Africa. Two, if you are an asylum seeker with that certificate. Three, if you are a holder of a refugee status. In terms of support, the right, as much as the right to trade is ex extended to everybody, right to support is a reserve of South African nationals and those who are protected by the constitutions as refugees in this country because they hold a South African ID book. Asylum seekers, uh, status holders, unfortunately their permit is for three months and our support is extended over a, a 24 months period. So they do not qualify because they don't meet that period and their status is not guaranteed that they will be approved or not approved. We'll deal with the, uh, with the uh, refugees because they're entitled the can government accept the right to vote. So that's where we are. And the issue of protection of jobs, what we have found is that foreign nationals do not hire South Africans in those jobs. Foreign nationals hire non-South Africans in those jobs. And they hire people who are illegal. That's why they can't even register them for UIF. So that's what we need to clear. So foreign nationals who can trade where they can trade, they must register their employees with UIF, and those employees must have permits to be in the country. And in line with the labor requirements of the country, the entry level of the small business uh, of small businesses require that 70% of employees must be South African. And if you have employed a non-South African and you have registered them for UIF, if they have papers, you go and apply for relief at UIF. 
our responsibility is to make sure that an ordinary South African can maintain can maintain their job because that is our primary responsibility. And others will be catered for in the 30% threshold that we have allowed because we know there are people who are already holding the Zimbabwean special permit, the Lesotho special permit. There are those who are in the country legally who are allowed to, to find work and seek employment. And those are covered within the 30% because we know in line with Home Affairs, the rate, the approvals, those who are, who are here documented legally with papers, that there's 70% covers that threshold where they are. So it's not about, we cannot allow people who are undocumented in the country to benefit. If this is different from giving food. If people are hungry, you must give food to everybody, but this is business. Business is a right to trade and it's a, it's, it's a preferential right. And we are supporting South Africans and foreign nationals. Uh, foreign nationals are allowed to trade as long as they have permits. But our responsibility for survival at this survival rate is to South Africans and those protected by the constitution of the South African and, and international statutes who are refugees. The seekers, uh, asylum seekers are temporary in the countries when their status is of permanence is confirmed, will take care of them. Then there was a question that was raised, and I'm dealing with the issues that I feel I must address and, and leave the ones that the DG will, will deal with in, in terms of, of other things. The, in terms of loans and grants, we are giving loans and soft loans because we need to be able to recoup them and extend the cover to other small businesses who will require those covers. And, uh, and that's why we, we're giving soft loans. And why we give soft loans is that we accept that some businesses may not be able to survive this, so we should be able to have a, a treatment mechanism of the soft loans so that those businesses that are not able to survive beyond this period do not, in owners do not carry the burden of a business that has failed, not because of their own, but because of the current situation facing us. And in terms of the, the issue around media reports that some provinces are not supporting informal businesses. It's related to the question raised by Honorable um, Jacobs in terms of the the, 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 the the Western Cape and trading payments. What the other provinces are doing their best through the municipalities. We have a specific challenge with the Western Cape, in particular the Cape Metro, uh, Cape City, who are not wanting to support and giving permits to local South Africans who want permits. And as we are now, we are working on the mechanisms of how do we circumvent that. We are starting an engagement with Salga to say why can one province want to behave as if they're not part of the republic because we've got only one republic in the country and it cannot do it. There's no province that can do as, as they please, they must follow what is applicable nationally. And the issue of the Western Cape is not only related to small businesses, it's across. If you recall, remember they announced the unbanning of cigarettes on their own without consulting with government. So they behave like they are a federal uh, government. There's no federal government, there's only one government in South Africa and the Western Cape will have to toe the line. If they, they can't toe the line, then we have uh, the ability to intervene and assist our people because our people cannot continue to be marginalized because somebody wants to play petty, petty politics with, 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 uh, with the South Africans. And um, in terms of the the enterprises in tourism. No, we are not supporting enterprises in tourism. We are not supporting enterprises in agriculture because there are schemes in agriculture and tourism that are meant to support those facilities. And they, until the court, inter, the court matter is resolved with tourism, 
which this, the tourism relief scheme has been interdicted because of the court case that is going on between solidarity and whoever else uh, that do not want to exit the scheme. The colleagues in the tourism sector will have to wait, await the outcome of that judgment. And we are not, uh, we, we will support them only at a business development a support level, but funding and relief is done through the Department of Tourism, similarly as those that require Department of, uh, of Agriculture. In terms of uh, the question about supply, supporting SMMEs that have to co- that has to participate in the value chain to su- uh, to supply for COVID-19 uh, in both in the health sector and in other sectors. That's why you are we have requested that you exit the DG at half past five because we are part of that meeting to make sure that the support is given. And that's why we said, although we have stopped the business growth and resilience scheme, we want to put modalities to support those who are going to be getting uh, work directly from the efforts of the request for proposals that the department has, has run through. And uh, uh, Honorable Kruger raised the issue of uh, sole proprietors and informal business permits is dealt with through the directive. Initially, the plumbers, electricians were not opened. Now they, 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 they were opened uh, uh, with the amendments that were done with the extension. And we have indicated that the mechanism, they don't have to apply for payments through their CPIC because it's tedious. We have uh, put through a determination, but given that the new uh, regulations are coming into effect, we thought we could do the, the determination once. We need to clarify the issue of sole proprietors. Sole proprietors are too generic. We have been having queries about sole proprietors in the medical field, the beauties, the, the health spas and wellness spas. is not in our area of responsibility, so we cannot give them permits or we cannot do an exemption for them. We can only do those who are in the areas of our operation. And uh, honorable Muema raised an issue of um, reopening if restaurants reopen what is the support we will announce the necessary support when a decision is taken in terms of the reopening in line with the level 4 regulations will announce the support that we are working through and honorable Jacobs the the the, the registration and applications did not close on the 29th of February 2020 what we said we are going to support businesses that were operational by the 29th of february 2020 the registration and application continue to be open and in terms of our estimation is that for the next three months we will be on a relief mode but after three months we can start moving into the business viability so that we can support smmes from coming uh, from collapsing when they go back to operate as normal if it has to be extended the relief mode depending on when the epidemiological uh, studies and reports are guiding us, will extend the relief to the period that is covered in terms of uh, the health uh, directives and guidelines. And thank you. And Chairperson, I need to be excused. The other dialing is for the meeting that I must join now. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. Uh, DG, I think uh, before he leaves at half past, uh, we'll have to respond to some of the questions. Uh, um, but I will also request him if he can uh, also start uh, with those that are on the chat uh, icon, if he can start with those. So you are released. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Minister. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Acting uh, DG? Acting DG? Uh, thank you, thank you, Chair. 
Uh, the first question that is there is from uh, Honorable Matebula about measures that we put in place to assist business owners who are in rural areas and township who are unable to access internet. What we have, uh, Honorable Chair, is the is the hotline. Hotline. Initially, we had some challenges. It was clogged all the time. But we were able to get support from provinces. We got support from Lipopo, uh, Eastern Cape, as well as, no- as Northwest. So we have uh, more than 20 people on the, on the desk on, at the call center all the time. And we extended our operating hours so that people can be able to access our, our support uh, through, uh, they can be able to inquire and also get guidance from the hotline. But in terms of support, uh, our offices, uh, the entities' offices are still open. Um, I know that in some, the face-to-face engagements is limited because of the of the virus, but they can be guided through uh, the online process because the form, we try to simplify it as much as possible uh, while ensuring that we are still uh, within the the governance requirements, we don't get into trouble come uh, Auditor General because uh, we've been advised that even though it's a disaster period, let's not forget uh, uh, governance issues, must make sure that we are uh, uh, spending the text. In terms of uh, applications, um, I'll ask SIFA uh, to also provide an, an up-to-date uh, report in terms of how many applications. But as of uh, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, we have around about 30,000 um, uh, applications that were being um, sifted through. Because what we receive sometimes it's email inquiries. So we we got PWC. Uh, they came on board, they offered their services for free to assist us uh, in terms of just separating applications and inquiries, uh, assist, ensuring that we are able to get real numbers in terms of applications. So I'll ask the, the chairperson of CIFA to give us the latest updates in terms of how many applications uh, they, are, they are sitting with. Can you first finish all the written question and then we allow then CIFA to respond to the specific one that you're referring to? Yes, Chair. And then there is a question from Honorable Moemang in terms of how many, the reopening of, of restaurants and fast food. Yes, here we are working, um, we got uh, this information when it was announced by the minister um, uh, last week, uh, I think, no, it was Saturday, that some restaurants will start opening but it will be delivery. People are not allowed to go to the restaurants to collect uh, uh, their food. So what we are doing, we are working with the South African Post Office because they need to have some sort of application that would assist people, uh, like uh, those who know Uber Eats. Uh, you are able to order wherever you are, and, and, and uh, the, the restaurant will come and deliver to you. So we are still exploring those uh, um uh, uh, facilities uh, today as I'm talking uh, mem- colleagues are meeting with the South African Post Office uh, to explore uh, the possibilities of utilizing those apps. Some uh, colleagues have already offered Department of Science and Innovation, they are also offering uh, some solution that can assist us uh, they, for people to be able to deliver and people to be able to order from a particular restaurant which is close by. But there's also an issue of cost uh, that some restaurant they will, they will want to charge 
delivery fee. So it's something that we really need to look at. So as Minister indicated, we are working uh, on finalizing an instrument uh, that will assist uh, especially those Chisanyamas uh, in the townships as well as uh, those as, uh, uh, mamas who are selling uh, fast food uh, outside there in the streets, those quarters. Uh, so, but we need to find a very cost-effective way. So we are engaging with uh, the relevant people who can assist us uh, to address this. But we are intending to assist uh, these uh, uh, restaurants with some startup stock uh, uh, so that because most of them, they sell perishable food. So it went off uh, some of it and some of it they had to utilize it uh, when the close down was announced. There is a question from Honorable Poshov about micro lenders. They would like to know when they can reopen. I think we can wait uh, for the announcement uh, um, uh, before Friday. I know the National Command Council is sitting on uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Wednesday. I think where decisions will be taken in terms of which businesses are opening. And we will be told uh, then uh, to announce that and make sure that people are aware of which uh, businesses are opening. So I, I don't know when they are opening. Uh, we'll know then. Uh, there is a point by Honorable Bele on about green ID books. Yes, I think Minister clarified that anyone who has an ID, South African ID, they do qualify for, 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 for support. I think we've indicated that on our instruments as well. Uh, I think that one was covered. I think that one was covered. Yes, UIF, I think they've uh, come out and indicated that they had some challenges in terms of uh, the number of applications that they were receiving. So that's why from our side, the agreement that we are reaching with them is that because we've uh, received some support from other uh, um, stakeholders like PwC, where we believe we'll be able to handle uh, more applications now, they should be able to uh, uh, will do the work on our side, especially for those who apply through SMME SA database, and we'll just give them cases that are almost complete, uh, because we know that they are inundated with applications, even though they had said initially, one of the issues that they raised with us that they had indicated that they want employers to apply to them. Unfortunately, those employers who have not registered their own employees with UIF, they are not coming forward and applying uh, to UIF because they know that they have not registered their employees. So what is happening now, the UIF ends up receiving applications from people who are not registered at all because their employers did not register and pay. But because they cannot dump people out, so they are negotiating now. UIF ends up negotiating with the employers and say, please, can you fix your story so that your employees do not suffer? If you can make a commitment that you will pay uh, once your business is up and running, at least you can try and assist your employees because it's unfair uh, to the employees uh, not to get uh, the, 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 the appropriate support, whereas it's not their fault that they were not registered in the first place. Uh, with um, uh, UIF. Uh, I'll ask, uh, I, I think we did project uh, the spread of the applications. Uh, um, I think the majority is, is, is um, Gauteng, um, followed by KZN, I think, and then the last one we know that is Free State. So I think we did uh, indicate that on the presentation, Honorable Hendricks.
Association Honorable Hendricks. Uh, how can self-employed bakery hookers? Yes, um, these ones we said we are finalizing the instruments. We'll be announcing shortly uh, because we believe that not everyone should go through SMMESA database in terms of applying because it's a little bit complicated for them. So we are, that's why we, for Spaza shops, for example, we have a different route. These ones as well, the hawkers, the bakers and confectionaries, street vendors. We are also uh, quickly uh, coming up with a different um, uh, uh, process, uh, which would be easier for them, but we still need them to register on the database so that we can know who they are and where they are located. Uh, on the call center, I don't know whether the question is about the call center number. Uh, I'll, I'll write it down uh, uh, here on the on the chat. Okay. On the questions okay. of on refusal without explanation, let me ask a uh, CIFA uh, to 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 explain that one. All right, CIFA, uh, and you must also respond to the other question that the FNTG referred to you. Thank you, Chair. Um, Martin Maosi, I'm the chairperson of TIFA. I'll try and be short. Uh, perhaps uh, there's something that I think was not properly clear. I see some of the questions that are popping up from honorable members uh, because perhaps they did not understand the clarification properly. We should indicate there's a difference between, and I should indicate, I'm, I'm, I should have indicated that from the beginning, Chair. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing the, the same platform as the acting CEO, so don't be surprised. Yes. Yeah. But basically, the, 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 what we should indicate, first of all, is that uh, registration on the database does not equal application for support. So it seems like there's confusion there. So the, the department sought to, to, to marry the two processes to increase the pace of building the, the, the database itself. So in other words, if an applicant gets into the system, the applicant will go into the database register get a reference number on the database which they are also required to provide when they fill in an application at CIFA for funding so that's where the two the two uh, the points converge so there can be an explanation that uh, so there can be there is no substance to to the information that says there are people who registered on the database and they either did not get an acknowledgement or did not or were rejected without an explanation. The only time that people would be rejected, which it does not really happen, would be when they put, uh, submit an application at CIFA. So let me come back to the numbers, um, as, as was indicated. The, 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 I want, I think the point on the, 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 the business growth, the, the minister has already clarified. What I should also indicate before I give the breakdown of the numbers is that we've been using two um, email addresses for receipt of applications. The one is dedicated for business relief, and the other one was dedicated for business growth, which has since been put on hold. So for the ones that we received at, uh, on the business relief side, what I should also clarify right at the beginning, you would get a number that would be, let's say, 25,000 uh, applications. The first thing to do, which the minister spoke to when she said there were uh, a bit of uh, uh, technicalities, uh, glitches when we started, was because what we realized immediately is that of the, of the 25,000-odd applications that we received, in fact, let me say 25,000 emails, because I may confuse the members. 
not all were actually applications. That is the first thing. So, so the system would say there are 25,000 that came in. The first thing that you have to do is to sift and put those that are, that are not applications aside and then get to those that are applications. But even in the batch that are applications, you have to exclude those that are not relevant to the, to the debt relief. Our people know the desperation that they have, just to give an example. Even if they see that is a debt relief uh, scheme, you would find somebody applying for funding for a lodge, for instance. So you have to sift those ones out and cut them out so that it is you get to the real issues. So it's as it stands now at CIFA, we, we, we have dealt with, a, a, we, we've given a breakdown of the approvals. The applications that were processed in total, meaning those that have been, since been sifted, let's say the 25,000, we ended up having 11.5, just to, to 11.5,000 to, to be direct. We were then able to, so they, not everybody is rejected, first of all. If we're talking about people that have been rejected, it's a very minute number. We can't even count 10, for instance. So in essence, everybody, those that were not in, that were not in full compliance, that lot we referred to CEDA for extra support to make sure that they get to apply so that the applications can be processed. And that number that has been referred to CEDA is 6,497. That is the total that has been referred to CEDA for. So they will still come back into the loop for application to CIFA once their documents have been properly sorted out. Of the total that we've indicated, uh, the minister in the presentation was also very clear that we've already committed around 280 million rand of the total amount. So so that's the, the brief that I can give, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Honorable uh, Acting uh, DG, are there any other questions that you still need to respond to? That you still need to respond to? Chair, I think the one question from Honorable Mang was on the are there any checks and balances in terms of um, ensuring that the 70% um, of employees are South Africans for those companies who are applying? Yes, it's part of the criteria that we uh, we look at at, uh, at at CIFA. And then the other one was whether we should clarify whether this is a, a loan or a grant. Uh, I think on the on the criteria we did indicate that these are loans at prime minus five percent, uh, just to make it more accessible because it's a challenge if it's a grants. Uh, uh, the fiscal is very thin. We, we might not have enough money to assist as many people as as possible. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Can I just check if uh, if you leave the other. Uh, management members will remain to answer questions. DDGs and the other senior uh, officials. Because we, we want to go for the second round now. There's a TK and the Honorable April who still want to ask questions. So we need someone to ask questions. No, Chair, the, the, the chairperson of CIFAPOT and the CEO they are part of the discussions. They will assist uh, in handling all the, the questions. But I can uh, join the other meeting a little bit in 10 minutes, at least, okay. uh, so that I can respond. Okay. All right. So, uh, Honorable TK. All right. So, uh, Honorable TK. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, and greetings to the colleagues. 
it's been unfortunate that I've missed uh, the first round while this minister was still around. Um, however, I do believe that uh, uh, the acting DG will be able. Can you hear you now, Honorable Tige? Hello? Hello? I think it's frozen. Uh, yeah. It's frozen. yeah. Are you still there, Honorable Tige? Are you still there, Honorable Tige? Can we take uh, Honorable uh, April in the meantime, whilst the uh, technical people are attending to Honorable Tige's connection? Honorable April? Honorable April? Looks like Honorable April is also not here. Honorable April is also not here. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, can, can you continue? Yes, can you Good continue? afternoon, Honorable Members. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Chairperson. Firstly, yeah. let me join those who uh, have said that I think that uh, a wonderful job has been done by, by the Department under the leadership of the Minister. Thank you for that report that we've received. Indeed, the COVID-19 crisis is one that affects us all in communities and uh, as, as, as a country. What I would want to ask and clarity be given uh, with regards is the issue as it pertains to the funds, um, the loans, or is it a grant? I think there, there must be clarity, that the, or is it a combination of both, that, that some clarity must be given to to the public with regards to, to the funds that, that is being made available. And in light of the SARS, CIPC and UIF offices that's being closed, there's many people are saying that when they go to these offices, it is closed. Can we get some clarity? How do small businesses uh, in uh, uh, excess uh, SARS, CIPC and UIF offices if, if it is closed? One thing that we must not forget that there are many small businesses or in the rural areas who might not have access to internet or to telephones to 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 do this um, this online things and who will need to go to a physical office. These people would be left in the periphery if these offices are closed. And I think the department should just tell us um, what is the what is their thinking around that. Um, I've got one more 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 question. No, I think I, during the president's speech on Tuesday, he said that the value of assistance to date is over 100 million. Um, I would like to, to hear from the department, this 100 million, break it down for us. Uh, where are we with regards to that 100 million and uh, how is how are our people going to access this funds? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable April. Uh, Honorable TK, are you back? Uh, yes, Chairperson, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, yes I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Um, I don't know what happened. This technology thing. Sorry. Maybe Honorable April had some, something to do with it. Um, 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 Chair, um, most economic routes to small businesses are, are relatively closed. 
and I'm speaking on what has been mostly covered, uh, like street vendors, uh, other shops, small scale manufacturers, taverns, etc. And all of these small business of all of these small businesses, uh, they've been struggling to get to this uh, government relief uh, intervention through the small business. Uh, <clears throat> Um, development. I can see on the last slide the, the projections uh, on the presentation, but um, I, I I have my reservations on that, you know. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I I am I am based in Durban, and those projections uh, they're quite surprising to me. Uh, however, having said that. Uh, most of these small businesses are struggling. You can it, it reflects through the graph there. You can see zero Mpumalanga, one free state, uh, two. It's small numbers then KZN with bigger numbers. <coughs> My worry is there's something not right here. Uh, what is it that KZN has done that all other provinces haven't done? So it means dispersal shops across. The country are struggling. So, what has been the intervention of uh, the department to ensure uh, that uh, that uh, the intervention reaches the small businesses in these other provinces? And um, I also noted. Um, I think it was on slide. Uh, <coughs> I think it's 4.1 Spaza Shop and General Dealer Support Program. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Whereby there's a website, then it says the requirements. Uh, so on the website, I to copy, then valid municipal permit and the license to trade. Uh, I mean, colleagues, we, we, we all know. Uh, Given the environment and the current the current circumstances, it is not easy for a layman, and most of our spaza shop owners are not even computer literate. So, what is it the government that is doing to ensure that it reaches that mama at the corner of 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 of, of the street in the township that this is what is required of her to do? And having said that, uh, chairperson. I would request that maybe, having seen the projection, um, that we 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 be given maybe some uh, um, sort of uh, 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 the list rather of these uh, spaza shops that have been approved, uh, just to 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 check the authenticity there. Another one, chairperson, is. Uh, Black Business Council was reported concerned that uh, Black Business was being sidelined in the procurement of uh, COVID-19 uh, medical equipment. Um, my question then will be, what is uh, the department's intervention in this space in ensuring that the small businesses access these opportunities as well? I mean, we are all aware that uh, uh, it is medical equipment, your your PPEs, uh, uh, that has the highest demand, which means uh, there is more business around that sector currently. 
So what is the government doing in assisting the small businesses in, in getting those uh, opportunities? <clears throat> Can I ask that uh, you, you write the rest of your questions on the chat? so that they are responded to. Okay, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, uh, considering that uh, I was sabotaged, may I ask this last one? Yeah, short, uh, that's why I allowed you more time, yes. Okay. I allowed you more time because of that. Just last one, Chairperson. Does the Department of Small Business consider decentralizing the procurement processes to the provinces as they have database of all deserving small businesses? I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Tukey. I think, DG, can you then respond to the two questions uh, from Honorable April and Honorable TK? But also there are uh, other questions on the chat, if you can also respond to those. Other questions on the chat, if you can also respond to those. Thank you, Chair. Uh, maybe to start with the last one on the procurement, um, we are fighting for the space because what has been done is the procurement is centralized at the Department of Health. They are the ones because there are certain specifications that need to be met. So they have to procure um, and meet those standards. What we have done from our side, even though we were not invited in the initial meetings, um, was to go out and ask for SMMEs uh, to register, uh, to give us their capacity, etc., etc. We have that database now. That's the database I'm supposed to be submitting in this other meeting with National Treasury and, and Department of Health, and as well as Department of Basic Education, uh, because those are the people who will be procuring a lot, and we are pushing for SMMEs and cooperatives to be included uh, in the procurement, because what has been happening is that because of the agency, uh, they'll end up going for big companies uh, because they, they, with the excuse that it's agent procurement, uh, so we cannot wait uh, for small business to be ready. But we are saying small businesses are ready. We have the list of those businesses. We'll be doing that in this other meeting that is taking place. Um, the second one was on what has KZN done differently. What happened is not because I'm from KZN, but they are very organized. What happened is, before we even started with this program, they gave us a list of 8,900 spaza shops. They have, they know in which districts uh, these uh, spaza shops are. They have the contact details and everything. So they were ready even before we started introducing the program. So we are not surprised with the, the uptake uh, that uh, it's quicker in KZN than in other areas. Um, what is, uh, I'm not sure about, but see if I will clarify this further. In terms of sharing the list, the challenge is we have what we call is uh, Poppy Act, uh, which might restrict us in terms of the information that we can share, because that uh, uh, Poppy Act protects uh, the privacy of the person uh, who's engaging uh, either with government or with other stakeholders. So, uh, uh, but Sifa will confirm that whether we can share that information or not. And then in terms of a clarity, I think I did provide clarity that this is not um, a, a, a grant, uh, but it's loan at prime minus 5% uh, so that we can make it as, as soft loan uh, as possible. Um, can I request... Um, um, Sifa chair to just clarify on the on the value of support and break it down. But I think we did give, give that information in the presentation in terms of where that 
the the money has gone to. Uh, but uh, Sifa, you can just provide clarification. No, just just before, because they they going to remain uh, with us. Can I ask you then to respond to the written questions? Can I ask you to respond to on the chat? On the chat. Okay, the first question there, I think the call center number, apologies, I, I gave a wrong number first, but the second one is the correct one, 0860-663-7867, that's the call center number that we are utilizing. Uh, how many applicants uh, they receive from Lipopo? I think I'll give that to Sifa, but I'm not sure whether they have the breakdown or they do have the breakdown in terms of the approvals. But the applications, I think they will be able to explain whether they have that information now in terms of where the applications are coming from. Uh, this uh, Honorable Boshoff about the flower, I I don't know. I think we, we have to wait for the discussions that are taking place because throughout this week, um, I think particularly tomorrow when the National Command Council sits, that's when decisions will be taken in terms of which uh, uh, sectors are opening, so I wouldn't have um, information in terms of whether the flesh, uh, the fresh flower market, for example, will be opening uh, this week. So I don't have an answer for that. But it's the National Command Council that take those decisions, informed by the net joints. That was the last one. Yeah? Uh, oh, there's also this one. How many applications did they receive from Lipopo? Oh, there's also this one. Yes, I, I said SIFA must just advise whether they have oh, information okay. on the applications, but I know they have on the approvals how many are from Lipo. Okay. All right. Okay, SIFA? Chair? Sorry, Chair, I don't know whether you're excusing me. Okay. Yeah, you are excused. But uh, SIFA and SIDA also here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you are excused. Okay, SIFA, can you continue? Okay. No, thank you, Chair. Uh, the, the, okay. Let me start with the questions that were raised by, by Honorable Acre. Let me start with the questions that were We clarified it earlier. Uh, the, the applications or the schemes are loans, soft loans. And uh, the rate at which they are going for is prime minus five. We clarified it a bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So there are no grants. There's no combination of grants and loans. It's loans uh, on, the, on the, the, the two schemes. Let, should, let me indicate. On the two schemes, the, 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 the SMME one and the business growth one. The Spaza Shop scheme, uh, it has been breaking down also. There's a, there's a, the, it's very soft arrangements that have been provided. There's a detail there on the presentation that explains the splits of the allocations for operating capital and so on. The, the issue on, um, um, I think the, the, the comment on us giving information to the public is valid. Uh, there have been a lot of communication through the department. The minister has been issuing a lot of, of communication. That we know that is not sufficient. We as CIFA, we are also looking at a, a way, apart from the, the normal communication platforms like our website, we're looking at a way in which we could augment on an emergency basis the possibility for us to expand on our communication capacity. There is a procurement process that is currently taking place. It will be for a limited period, at least to overlap the six months that we believe is critical 
for this period until we jack up our processes. So we, we totally agree on that. It's a, it's a point that we know that is a big limitation. And the understanding is that when we do that, when we communicate to the public, we do it such that we communicate, we bring in the efforts of all the, the players, meaning CEDA and CIFA and, uh, and the department, to try and, and harmonize that communication as much as possible. The, 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 I think the, the other question that Honorable April has released, it was partly clarified, but maybe I should just clarify it in a, in a slightly different way. When we say the entities must be registered with SARS and URF, it is not a condition that then gets the person declined. The minister tried to explain that. So it may be a condition precedent when the, when the final uh, contract is signed so that we can dispense the money, uh, but it would not be a point at which we decline people. And in fact, with some of the things we may not have covered in the presentation, there are small things like, you know, the documents to be attached. We know that rural people may not have access to internet and so on. We've been allowing people to send some of the documentation via WhatsApp, for instance, to just to take a picture and send something so that we can have, be able to verify because we can verify through other mechanisms. So at application stage, we've tried to lower the bar as lowest as possible, but we should also indicate that uh, uh, perhaps there's a question a connecting point that was raised i think by honorable tk that related to to access uh, in terms of uh, most of the, the services being closed cfa and cd have been declared uh, essential services so the offices of these entities and cd has a very wide uh, range of, of uh, wide footprint all over the country those offices can be accessed for people to get assistance. So that that's part of what honorable members can can communicate out there. So so colleagues are available as we speak now. People are working at CFAD. Some of the people, of course, some of them are working remotely. Those that are critical to make us operate faster. I hear working. I'm 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 basically at the CFA office myself at the moment. The the the. The uh, other issues that relate, to, I think that would have been best addressed by the department. <laughs> I'm not sure if the DG, I mean, relating to the questions that were raised by by Honorable TK. Uh, the second question was on Spaza shops. Um, uh, and uh, the issue, I think what we sh should clarify, first of all, is that the rate at which the, the schemes kicked in, they didn't kick in at the same time, all of them. The Spaza shop scheme was a bit delayed because there had to be arrangements that had to be made with the banks uh, for, 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 the, for the framework to, to, to operate properly. So the banks, uh, we, whilst with the schemes were being built up, we were negotiating in the background to get the schemes in place. So with the bank and particularly in the NetBank, the scheme was actually launched on the 18th uh, of this month. The first applications started coming in as of that Monday. And the procedure is that people go and, in fact, present uh, their information for receipt of applications at the bank. The information is then passed through to the department and see if, uh, for the approval to, to be made. And then the, the rest can be dispersed through the cards that sponsorships are supposed to get. Uh, the issue about BBC being concerned, I think the, 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 the DG also clarified, the breakdown on applications per province, as per the presentation, Chair, there's a presentation that says participation, that says, sorry, that says uh, uh, implementation status as the 24th of April. That gives you, I think, as 214 
uh, and uh, we and we're talking about approvals here. Yeah. And Limpopo at 49. We do not have information readily available uh, on the number of applications that we received, uh, despite the, the issues that are that was highlighted on the Copy Act. So we may not give the list of the people that have been approved, uh, but we can submit to the committee the detail of applications uh, um, at a later stage, just for you to see how many are coming from which province, without necessarily giving you the list of the people that have been approved. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Honourable um, members, uh, the time is uh, uh, just after quarter to six. I don't know if you want to pose uh, further questions. Uh, but they will have to be to CIFA and CIDA, but those that will be to the department will have to be uh, forwarded to the department and that they respond in writing to those. Can I get an indication or is there any political party that was not given an opportunity to ask questions? Not. Uh, any indication if uh, we should uh, continue posing questions? Not. Um, chairperson, it's Honourable Mbele here. Um, just one very quick uh, question to the chairperson of uh, CIFA, please. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Um, thank you very much. Uh, because I understand that um, CIFA is obviously the the end point of of that um, decision making and value chain, which starts with the department's um, SMME database. I'm just curious to know if, on their end, uh, in terms of the approved applications and and disbursements uh, so far, um, have there been any uh, again uh, sole proprietors or or, or self-employed people? Um, that are that are on that list of uh, 665 uh, because i've i've really been struggling to get my mind around this this issue of 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 self-employed people um um and and how one can assist and refer them when they come to us as public reps with with with, with queries because you know these are people who obviously have historically made the efforts to be self-reliant and to be producers of economic value, um, and and we don't want them uh, sort of landing up in the ranks of the unemployed in the long term, and thus adding more to the burden of the kind of relief the government has to roll out um, um, over the next 12 to 24 months. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Honourable April. Can I ask you to ask your question? I see you have written it, uh, but I'm giving you the opportunity to ask it directly to the executive chair. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would just like to ask the chair of CIFA, in the light of the, in, 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 in the light of what's happening currently and uh, the reprioritization of funding, what happens to those who have applied for funding from CIFA before the COVID-19 epidemic uh, came into effect? And what uh, what is uh, are you approving currently, or is everything else on hold and everything is focused on COVID-19? I would like a very clear sample on so that one. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Okay, Honourable Tige, any question to Sifa? Thank you very much, Chairperson. Okay, Honourable Tige, any question to Sifa? I have why this time, Mr. Chairman. Come again. I have a, a question if there's time, Mr. Chairman. Come again. Okay, you can go ahead while uh, 
services for businesses like accountants, like lawyers are made available so that they don't pay extra cost to access these loans. So I, I want to uh, just say to um, the members that we, we note what the presentation of the department has done. I think there is room for improvement. Ours is to get regular feedback. Ours is to check on the ground if it is happening. And so if those 600 applications have been approved, we the next report we need to see how many of that is uh, dispersed. And we also need to ensure that more uh, gets access to this grant. So I, I, that's my uh, submission, Chairperson. Thank you very much. At this stage, let's allow then the executive chairperson of CIFA to respond to the questions. The question of uh, Mr. Mbele and Mr. Ekre. Chair, thank you very much. On a lighter note, let me just clarify. I'm, I'm, I'm just chairperson, not executive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I would appreciate the promotion. Oh, you, you're also Wait. acting as the CEO. All right. No, you've not acting. I'm just clarifying. Not executive. <laughs> All right. Sorry for the okay. clarification. No, thank you so much. Let me start with the last question. And I think, uh, honorable members, and thanks, honorable Jack Pops, for, for, for the words of encouragement and the clarification. Perhaps let, let's break it down. And I realize that we had not responded to the comment that was. Uh, that was made by Honorable April, that the, the president announced 100 million. Uh, 100 million when the president announced at that stage, we were not even halfway through what we had done. So by as of yesterday, the total that has been approved uh, for, for, for both the pro program that we suspend, which is about four, and the, the other one, which is the, the, the debt relief one. And we can go through an explanation in detail why they because there was a comment earlier why for we can explain what it means in terms of the rigor that we have to go through to deal with those issues so we had to make a choice as per the directive of the of the, the president and the minister what is it that we have to do in terms of reaching out as many people as possible that is even before we bring in the sponsor shop program so what we did in numbers like i say honorable members can, can, can take make the final call we are talking about an agency over the past few weeks that has gone through 25,000 applications. That is the first point to note. Secondly, the same agency has been able to approve, uh, honorable level to, to respond to the question that I said we had not responded, has been able to approve 279,994, uh, sorry, 279,994,393 rands. That is in total. That's why we say 280 million rands. That is work that was done by colleagues that were working throughout uh, the week, basically. A lot of them live in these offices at CIFA at midnight or so to make sure that the numbers go out as fast as possible. We as a board had to go through to make sure that we make certain things possible for them to be able to reach those milestones. I don't think CIFA has ever in its history been able to process that volume of applications ever. So I think colleagues, we also have to appreciate the pressure that uh, the, 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 the pandemic has posed, not only on CIFA, but all agencies. And what would be interesting, I think, for, for the committee is to compare, I think, on a fair note, what CIFA has been able to do with other agencies. I think what could also be misleading, because I happen to sit also on the board of business partners, so that uh, colleagues on the, on the committee should also understand. At the time that business partners 
announced its scheme. Business partners had been in the background discussing the, the modalities of that scheme and putting down all the mechanics, including the automation of the system. Uh, it's unfortunate I can't, because of a board member that side, share with you uh, the kind of detail that is there. But I think colleagues can just go out and investigate and, and they have a clear, clear comparison. Even if you were to, clear, to compare CIFA, for instance, with IDC, I think you'll be very surprised by the performance that I'm talking about, uh, without any doubt about it. Uh, secondly, the, the issue about the, the ap uh, approval of applications for sole proprietorships, uh, Honorable Bell. Yes, indeed, we are, we are, in fact, we have approved a number of sole proprietors. Uh, remember, when they come through to us, we see them as SMME, so we don't record them as a site. It's business partners, again, that came out first and announced particularly the sole proprietorship status. And we should not confuse, again, honorable members, the, the status of a sole proprietor that has been that is registered with CIPC with a, an individual that is running a, a backroom business, if one, one would call it, uh, or whatever business is professional. For as long as he's not properly registered as, as a sole proprietor, as such, it may not necessarily be, necessarily be a sole proprietor. For us, the key issue has been registration when we're dealing with these SMMEs. So if it, the SME is regist formally registered and it meets all the criteria listed in the presentation, we've been responding to those. So we have indeed a confirmed dealt with the sole proprietors. The I think the 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 other question by Honourable April related to. Oh, by the way, on those numbers, the 279 million or 280 million, if we round it up, we were able to assist 759 SMEs. Uh, and as I said, this is staggering from the 25,000 uh, that we got initially that we were to, to separate with from WEF and make sure that we deal with the, we deal with the real applications. The last question that Honorable April raised related to what happened to the applications prior to the pandemic. The reality is that the sister, the CIFA the sister system got overwhelmed by what we were doing. It was not possible, it would not have been possible for us to commit the 279 million if it were gone as business as usual. We had to put our other ordinary programs at bay so that we can respond to what we believe was the most urgent part, which is the, 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 the debt relief issue. So when things settle, we are still going to go back to, do, to those the normal applications for funding by SMMEs and make sure that we attend to them accordingly. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Chairperson of CIFA. Let me also take this opportunity to thank uh, all members uh, for participating in this platform. I'd uh, like also to thank uh, the Honorable Minister and the Deputy Minister, as well as the Acting DG. It's a pity that uh, we did not have enough time uh, to engage with the Minister because of uh, the work uh, she's doing, which is part of uh, these measures and intervention. Uh, on COVID-19, <clears throat> but we'll continue to monitor the, the processes. Uh, we will definitely invite uh, the minister to come on daily, on regular basis uh, to update us as uh, uh, the committee, the two committees, uh, the select committee and the uh, portfolio committees. But also there are other platforms uh, that we, we can still use as honorable members. Uh, written questions uh, are still allowed to all the ministers, and then those uh, questions will be published in the website of parliament, uh, including uh, the responses 
of all ministers, not just the minister of small business, but any question that you want to ask, we can do it as uh, normally we, we did when uh, uh, parliament was uh, operating normally. So let me take again this opportunity to thank all members and uh, thank you very much. Uh, the meeting is at uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right.